Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Yeah! Righto, ten past twelve. Let's talk into it, Mikey. G'day, Mikey. Staffy, how you going? Pretty good. I've got an opinion on both of those. Good. Um, in the Don Papali'i, with the two texts that you receive, I'd probably sit somewhere in the middle. Mm. Um, I thought it was interesting on the night that Don absolutely went off his nut when he got the decision. So he obviously thought he was in the OK. In retrospect, it looked pretty bad. But it's kind of interesting with rugby that you can go off for 10 minutes for a yellow, they look at that, then you're off for the rest of the whole thing. So you've been punished. Um, they punish you even further. So the team's been punished, but then obviously the player take some responsibility and they, they've given them three weeks. And then you align that with um, NRL and it seems you can take a Warriors guy's head off and get nothing. <laughs> so, so which which kind of leads me to league. It seems that, I, I don't know, the, the rugby seem to take the head contact more seriously than the league guys. I think they do. Uh, and I, I, will, I will side with the rugby side because nothing annoys me more in rugby league than you see your head high and the referee says, that's on report. Stay on the field, away we go, and then they're suspended for yeah. three weeks, and the teams in the future weeks get the benefit of it. So I like that rugby punish the offence, and I like that they just go, "Hey, listen, that's yellow, get off, and we'll have it reviewed now, rather than review it on the field and make everyone wait and wait and wait, and then it got upgraded to red." I like that process. I think that's a good process they've brought in. Yeah, and look, I, I feel a little bit sorry for Dalton, but oh well, for Auckland really, believe it or not. From me from Crusaders country, but um, but in saying that, um, you got I guess you've got to take your medicine, so there you go. Um, on the on the league, I fizz when the Kiwis are playing, mm. like, I'd rather support the Kiwis than any other league thing going around. I just it just gets me really excited, it's fantastic to watch. But the thing is, if the inter- and I'm talking about people who run the game, if the international community don't seem to care about the World Cup, particularly some countries, Australia, um, then why should why should they expect anyone else to? Mm. Well, the, the kangaroos, like it's I do... It's not like a massive international calendar, is there, Steffi? No, there's not, and, and that's long been the bugbear, but the World Cup is the one chance where it does matter. I know a few players pull out because they want to take a... Um, they want to get some keyhole surgery and they want the maximum amount of time to recover in time for the start of the next NRL season. Hey, listen, I get that. I get that. Um, and I don't like that they choose club over country. But, hey, that that's what it is. But when the World Cup is on and the Kiwi jerseys out there and the Harkers starting and then we've got the Tongans replying, that just gets me so fired up. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I just wonder, and again, I'm throwing it out there. I could be way off, off, off the thing here. I reckon any... Uh, NRL player throws on a Kiwis jersey must feel massive pride. I reckon any Tongan player, probably any United Kingdom player. Mm. The others really care. It's probably state of age for them, isn't it? Yeah, well, and that's the thing. It's something we have to accept. We don't have to agree with it, but we have to accept the pinnacle for an Australian rugby league player is state of origin. And I took a long time to get comfortable with that, but... I'm comfortable with it. That can be their pinnacle. World Cup's ours. I'd much rather have bragging rights over the Kangaroos by winning the World Cup than Maroons or Blues, personally. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, 
one of the easiest jobs going around for at least, I'd say, 46 months of the year must be Michael McGuire's or whoever's running Australia. Because <laughs> they must get paid well to coach them, but then kind of they're left sort of twiddling their thumbs for quite a bit, aren't they? Oh, I think he's he's working at, at the Canberra Raiders um, as, a, oh, a, nice. as something, yeah. Um, he might even be online today, actually, because quite often on a Tuesday with Jimmy Smith, we get him in studio with Jimmy, so I'll be asking him some questions about it. Lovely. All oh, right, hey, have a great show, mate. Thank you. You too, Mikey. Good man. Um, kia ora, Ed. Kia ora, Steffi. Man, the Kiwis got to go for their World Cup, brother. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Got to beat Australia, man. Got to beat Australia. That's what we love. Yeah. That's what we love. And I don't care if Australia don't <laughs> take it as se- They don't take it as seriously as us, but that's their problem. Yeah, who cares? We're yeah. on the beaches. Yeah. Yeah. And, man, we almost... We could have done it last... The last, just last year. Oh man, we had, boy, we had the team. Yeah. Oh, but Tonga had a team. Samoa had a team. I, I feel like it's getting a little bit more relevant, and there's going to be a big thank you to oh. Jason Tomalolo for for the sea change, and other. For starting it all off. Yes. Oh. Yep. Man. Oh yeah. But man, well, still, even with those boys in there, still go for the Kiwis, my bro. Hundred percent. 100% my vote. That's me for the day. Thanks. Thanks. See your vote, Ed. Well, good man. Let's go over to Melbourne talk to Darren. He's a Kiwi in Melbourne, though. G'day, Darren. Hey, Staffy. How are you? Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, condolences. Uh, it must be a bit raw reading reading about Billy Guyton yes. after what you went through recently. Yeah, so it's just awful, man. I must admit, when I heard Kirsty and Beeve say it yesterday on the news, I was just like, oh, no. <laughs> but... Mm. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, I thought as a neutral, being a mad Hurricane supporter, I thought probably he was pretty lucky. Captain, you know, mm. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing stuff like that. And it was bordering on being late as well. So, um, yeah, I think it, I think he was lucky. It could have been could have been his whole campaign um, for Super Rugby if they if they go deep into it. So, but um, yeah, they're just going to get rid of it. I don't know why he's doing it. Bad technique, and and um, you know, it costs cost his team. I mean, other, it was a pretty close game. I know the score didn't reflect it, but they, they, they really could have had a shot at it if he hadn't done that. Yeah, I feel like when you watch the footage, it is pretty indefensible. And I know there's <clears throat> errors in judgment. It wasn't intentional, and I buy into all of that. But the fact is shoulder, jaw, like uh, John Kerwin, I don't know if you get the breakdown over there, but John Kerwin semi-tried yep. to defend it, and Jeff Wilson's like, mate, shoulder, jaw, there was a slight lean from Richie Mwanga, but not much. He wasn't doubled over in half. Um, and it was just clean, straight contact. And I was just like, it's indefensible. And I know Dalton Papali, he doesn't, he didn't do it on purpose. But, no. you know, no one does stuff like that on purpose. No, no. But, I mean, I suppose the other side of it is, you know, when I see Darcy Swain playing for the Brumbies, which makes my blood boil, because I'm still not over what he did to Quinton Depay last year. You know, there's there's the other side of it where yeah. someone does get injured, so that's why it should not be happening at all. Yes. So these these sort of things. So yeah, I mean, yeah. All all I can say is being a Hurricane supporter. Well, you know, gives us a little sniff, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, we're back <laughs> sniffing. We're back sniffing. <laughs> yes. Thanks, mate. Have, che- have a good show. Cheers, Darren. You too, buddy. Uh, life member Zaid. G'day, Zaid. Your champion. Yeah. Good. Uh, good afternoon. Afternoon. Uh, sucks a bit about uh, Billy Guyton. So was it um, suicide? Yeah. Um, Is that what it sounds like? Or 
Yeah, I'm not the official reporter, but when the stories have at the bottom, if you're having issues, contact yeah, Lifeline yeah. can tick this. It it leads yeah. you towards that way of thinking, Zaid. Because I think there was another guy from the Blues a few years ago as well. Uh, maybe similar thing. I don't. I think I don't know if you remember. Was it Michael Tami Aieta? I think. Oh, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, and he. I think was his similar thing a few years ago. Um, on the rugby league uh, World Cup situation. Um, kind of, I don't know, kind of, um, you know, kind of matters a little bit, but then, like, kind of, what what I'm kind of annoyed about, remember when we used to have the Anzac test every year and they got rid of that? I don't know, I don't know really what's happened to to that, eh? Like, it was, it was, um, it it was always good when the Warriors, I mean, New Zealand would play um, Kangaroos every year, and it seems like, They've kind of got rid of that now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just think like, because we're, we're because we're so close to each other, and it would always be a sellout in New Zealand or Australia. Why can't rugby league have the equivalent of the Bledisloe Cup that rugby has? Just yeah, yeah. And let's then, um, go. Uh, another thing. What about that? Um, I see a few people aren't too happy about the Go Media uh, Stadium with the Warriors. I can't see why not. It's a it's a corporate company putting money into stadiums. I, I I can't see why people wouldn't be happy with it. Yeah, it seems like a good chat with um Ian Smith. Uh, about an hour ago or so, he had him on. So it seemed quite a good chat actually. The guy from Go quickly on the quickly on the Dalton, I mean card. You know what you know what it is. Uh, I guess yeah, I guess it's kind of fairish. Um, I think I think a good thing for the Blues is it gives. Kerry Wani some game time now for the next three weeks and um, means that Adrian Choate will probably be starting at seven or it even gives Tor Robinson a bit more game time. So I guess that's good for the Blues. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think so, you're right. They're, they're quite well served there because, as you say, you've got a Kerry, you've got Hoskins, Adrian Choate, Tom Robinson. So you're reasonably well served there. But yeah, he's going to be a bit of a big out, but um, I guess, yeah, he's just got to learn from it and take his time. But yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, see how it goes. But um, as long as the Blues make the top four, I'm sure we'll be all right. So, yeah. All right, mate. All right. Um, 0800 150 11. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back with Paul from Northland. Hang on there, Paul, if you don't mind. Um, and anyone else that wants to call, both about the Rugby League World Cup, would you like us to have a crack at it? Do you enjoy it? Is it relevant? I do. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love New Zealanders playing World Cups. Don't care whether it's important to other nations. I love it. And the Dalton Public, you three weeks. Give us your thoughts. 0800 150 back in five. Uh, it's just come through St George Dragons have sacked Anthony Griffin as head coach. Um, I'm just trying to find Dragons. Assistant coach Ryan Carr will be the interim coach from this week with the club, board and management. They'll continue assessing head coaching candidates for the 2024 season. Jason Rolls is the front runner to replace him in 2024. So maybe it looks like the assistant's going to carry on because they're so far down the table now it's viewed as irreparable. I'm not sure. So phew, breaking stories left, right and centre. Thanks for holding on, Paul, in Northland. Welcome in. G'day, mate. Yeah, it's interesting. I think um, if I was Jason Rolls, I probably would have waited a year and, and when uh, Bellamy leaves and went for that job because he's I know he's sticking around for another year, so... I think he's got a bit of a poison chalice there for next year, mate, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jeepers. <laughs> yeah, but um, hey, uh, just on the origin um, and also the World Cup, uh, the origin, uh, I mean, if I was offered 
hundred grand or ninety thousand dollars, thirty grand a, a game to play uh, State of Origin three games. I, I'd say it was the, the pinnacle as well, mate. To be honest, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to know whether they said, right, you don't get paid for Origin, you just play for the jersey because it's the pinnacle, apparently. And I wonder how many would suddenly put their hand up, or how many of them would suddenly want to have a surgery or, or, or stick around with their club. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, it's interesting because Jack Whiten, it's Jack Whiten, isn't it? He's he's said I'm not playing Origin, which has raised his uh, market value. If if you get a really good player, says I'm not going to be available for Origin, so you're going to be available for yeah. your club right through that Origin period, which is why the Warriors generally go quite well in Origin period because we don't lose players. Oh, for sure. I mean, I know the likes of um, Gordon Tallis and Sam Thayde, actually many current kangaroos and former have said the most prestigious jersey is representing your country, the green and gold. Um, and that's the way it should be. But on the World Cup, if I was... Um, I mean, it, the tournament needs to be down here. This is where the people love love the game down here, you know. And, and I mean, can you imagine if we had it down here, if I was in New Zealand Rugby League, I'd go straight to the government and say, let's, let's have the World Cup down here. Because you can just imagine for Samoa going... So well, and, and Tonga, and even Fiji, and it'll be such a fantastic tournament. Yeah, we've had a text from Grant actually, which sort of agrees with you, saying the rugby uh, rugby league World Cup should play some pool games in Fiji, Tonga, and Samoa, and the rest in New yeah. Zealand. That would be brilliant. That wasn't Grant Robertson, was it? <laughs> uh, let's, I'll, I'll ring it and see if he answers. <laughs> but Grant Robertson yeah, loves nah, his it, sport. It, yeah, well, it needs to be down here, to be honest, mate. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah, it would be fit. So they've got two years, I hope. Well, it'll be interesting to see who puts their hand up to, to host the World Cup, um, uh, the Rugby League World Cup, yeah. And um, I think there's some tests coming up this year with the Kangaroos. And I know Tonga are touring England next year, and apparently that's all sold out. So there is an appetite there for, for the international game, and they need to basically push forward with it, with the, you know, likes of Tonga and that coming up, so... I agree. Um, th- this emergence of Tonga, yeah. Samoa and Fiji, um, that needs to be built on. And if Aussie don't want to take part in, in assisting that build, I think New Zealand and the Northern Hemisphere teams could. 100%, mate, 100%. Mm. Yeah. Top man. All right. Thanks, mate. Cheers, buddy. That is Paul from Northland. Um, just trying to find out anything developing so apparently they told Anthony Griffin from St. George at 8 o'clock their time, so 10 o'clock our time. So he was told then. Then the press went to the players who knew nothing. The players were called to a meeting at 10 o'clock, which is half an hour ago. Then they were told. And Ben Hunt, who's the leader of the Dragons, has absolutely nutted off at the club with the way they've handled it. Why do you cock it up, you big teams? Tell everyone at the same time. Have a strategy how you're going to tell the people. Tell the players. Don't tell the coach and not tell the players, but then the media find out. Players don't know. Media go to players. And they go, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, your coach has been sacked. Oh, has he? It's terrible. And the Dragons, they're a historical, fine, fine club. Wonderful club. Incredible history. Loyal fan base. Oh, it's just a shock. It's a, it's a shocker. It is a shocker. Um, maybe they'll get Checker in to help out the assistant coach. He's marched in. Oh, breaking news, developing stories here on SENZ. Um, let's take a break. If you want to give us a call, 
Um, do so. 0800 150 11. We'll take news, sport and weather with Johnny Mac. A text in from Ken saying, Staffy, with Dalton sitting out a couple of games, a good chance to get Rob Rush involved. He's the only one in the squad that hasn't been seen yet. And I'm on JK's side anyway. And go the Red V. Ken, jeez, it's a tough time for your teams, buddy. Um, I, I really, like, I can empathise with Blues fans. Ken, but you saw the shoulder into the jaw. And it is behoving on the tackler to drop down just a little bit. Um... I do sympathise, I empathise. I know Dalton, he, he he doesn't even play on the edge. He plays hard, but he plays fair. And even him watching that replay, um, they were sort of left with no no choice. So, um, and in fact, even though you're on the side of JK, he pretty much surrendered to Jeff Wilson's side of things anyway. So, um, Dalton, you're gone. But he, when someone sits down, it creates opportunities. Uh, Adrian choked. Bit of an unsung hero in that pack. Um, you can put a Kira at six. You can have Hoskins at eight. You've got Tom Robinson, and I forgot about Rob Rush. Didn't even know he was in there. Fantastic player at NPC. Opportunities. And opportunity knocks. They open the door for you. He will make a grand old fist of it. A um, little bit unconventional now, but I'm going to take our first break out of the way now because I want to have a bit of time to talk to Mike Russell. Very apt that we're talking to him today after... Um, the sad news with Billy Guyton uh, yesterday. Um, he set up the Hurricanes alumni who help uh, players um, with issues and helping them transition into life after rugby, the whole thing. I won't explain it all. I'll get Mike Russell on the line straight after this break. He set up the Hurricanes alumni. I think they're doing great work. He'll join us right after this. Sammy's Golf Schools will have to wait because Joey's called. G'day, Joey. Yeah, g'day, Steph. Yeah, sad and somber day. Our heart goes out to, to uh, Billy and his family. You know, I, I saw him play football um, on telly and, 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 you know, it was it was, it was was great. And, and to uh, Michael Henry. You know, I was just saying to your producer, Steph, you know, uh, if anyone, you know, is, is in those situations, you know, the best thing to me, to me you can do is just talk to somebody, mm. you know, and get it out there and... You know, we have a lot of fun on the station. I know I'm a regular, you know, and I jibe you and Smithy, and, and it's only in jest and, and fun, and we're only joking. But, um, you know, it's, it's very sad. And, and just if you, I just say to people, if anybody, you know, if you can get out and talk to one of your friends, one of your mates, one of your family, um, that's, that's the best the best thing. Get it out there, you know. Mm, I'm with you. Say, mate. Yeah. Right? Top man. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know, it's coming from, okay. You have a good day, mate. Thanks, Joey. Nice message. Nice words. Thanks. Thanks heaps. Um, going to try and give you a little bit of Sam update. Um, let's do the first few holes. Oh, jeepers. He sent me a novel. Shocking first hole. It's a par five. Drive hooks to the right. Sam, they slice to the right. Good recovery with the five iron to 100 metres out fairway. Pitching wedge went about 30 metres. 56 degree wedge went over the back three part seven. That's his first hole. It's a shocker. Coming up to one o'clock on the other side, Louis Brown, former warrior.